Well, it was one of the most bizarre cases of child abuse that you've ever seen in your life. And, and really, it was a case that's been heard around the world. And because of that, I mean, the case, you certainly have heard of this. There were 13 children involved in this in the family, more or less. And uh, a 17-year-old girl had escaped from the home. And this all happened in Southern California. Uh, but here's the thing about this story. This is an extreme case of child abuse, but this goes beyond child abuse. This was torture. I mean, kids were being shackled to the beds. Uh, it's something out of a horror movie, really, that you would think. And you can't believe this kind of thing goes on today. So it's being called the California House of Horrors. The big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Well, listen, child abuse can be found in many, many ways, shape, and form today. This is a tough topic, friends. This is one that um, I think we all can engage and understand, but I think you'll learn something from today's conversation uh, on life and liberty and the pursuit of pleasure. Season 2, this is Malcolm Out Loud here. Listen, we've got uh, just a stellar panel of co-hosts today to take this topic on. Linda Martinelli is here. She's an entrepreneur, owner, and president of Performa Graphic Print Source. She has a previous history and a a life in law enforcement, and I'm sure you'll hear some of that today. Dr. Faye Wilson is here. She's an author, inspirational speaker, ordained minister, underdog advocate, and certainly all these women are pretty pronounced on the platform and uh, on America Out Loud. And also our panel, Sergeant Betsy Smith is here, police officer for 29 years, a law enforcement trainer for over 20 of those years, and she's a consultant and well-regarded in law enforcement circles, and it's awesome to have all three of you here today to take this topic on. It's a topic, ladies, I would never do myself uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's a big conversation, Let's start with this particular case in California and move from that. So the whole conversation today won't be just about this, but this case was one of the most horrific, horrific scenes that we've ever seen. So much that when this happened, um, and, and, and Linda, I want to mention to you, you sent me a message right away, and you said, you know, we need to talk about this, uh, because this was, it obviously impacted you as a mom, and as a, again, previous history of law enforcement, and, and who you are as a caring human being today, you just, you had a lot to say about this. You said, this is something we need to talk about on Life Liberty so child abuse, again, Linda, is one of those things that um, it happens in all forms. Uh, we can all talk about our own childhood, I'm sure, and discuss, you know, what we think. Um, I guess what comes to my mind is there are those cases that are overblown. There are those cases where, and, and I'm sure Sergeant Betsy has seen a lot of these as well, where sometimes it's not really, uh, you know, founded. It's not really there, but you get people involved. And I've seen those cases happen. It happened to a a relative of mine where the state got involved and it got really messy. But then there are other cases where it is real and it does happen. And then there's this case, uh, Linda, in California, which was unimaginable what these people were doing. Now, I'm going to say this to you. I don't think 
these people, this, this lady and guy who will spend the rest of their life in jail, rightfully so, I don't think they can be of sound mind, Linda. I mean, they have got to have some screws loose. I mean, they, they cannot be normal. They, they, there's got to be some sort of an imbalance. I can't think of anyone in my life who would shackle their kids to a bed. I don't disagree with you there, Malcolm. There definitely is something wrong with, with I believe their name is Turpin. Um, the, the horrifying thing about this story is, and it's not a story that's alone. It, it happens all over the country. The, the thing that bothers me the most and why it made me want to ask you to do this show is because the oldest child here was 29 years old and the youngest child two years old. And there's 13 of them, and these people have moved from home to home. In that time, the the oldest child, 29 years old, had gone to school in kindergarten. After that, they were homeschooled. They were homeschooled, is that right? But even in kindergarten, um, people recognize things that they're coming out and saying today. So in all of these years, 29 years, Mm -hmm. nobody said a word. And that is what really bothers me about this case, is that somebody knew neighbors, friends, relatives, somebody had to know that something was amiss in that home Mm -hmm. and nobody said anything. And when we have over 6 million children a year being reported as child abuse um, investigations Mm -hmm. and half of those do get investigated, that's a lot of kids and how many are not getting reported. So my, my goal here would be to make sure that People know that they need to report this. That we're, we're, we have this whole thing going on in the country right now about the Me Too movement. So we're reporting if somebody's touching some lady's fanny, um, came out this morning with another one, uh, somebody touched somebody in 1988. Um, let's do something really, really important for the country and for our children and report these types of things, these critical, important things for people that have no say they they don't they can't walk away from this they Mm -hmm. they're prisoners in their home so that would that would be my goal well in this case this again being an extreme case again to me there's a fine line so i mean there's the case of where you have a nosy neighbor who's putting their nose in your business when maybe they shouldn't be and then you have the case which you bring up very well in the your uh, start to this conversation linda where okay listen I mean, they had all these kids over 29 years. They moved a lot. A lot of things happened. Nobody seen nothing. I mean, with this level of abuse, did nobody not know there were a lot of kids there and they were never out playing? Did anybody never see them? And, and Sergeant Betsy, let's talk about this because it, I, Linda brings up a great point right out, of the, right out of the start here is, you know, how is it that nobody did see anything over all of those years? Have we become such a society now that we tune it off, that we... You know, Sergeant Betsy, we don't want to get involved. And you, you've seen this before in law enforcement circles, I'm sure. There are a lot of people who simply don't want to be involved anymore. They, don't want to, they just don't want to be involved. They want to be unattached to your problems. Is that one of the culprits here? Well, the thing that we have now, opposed to, you know, years and years ago, is now, okay, what, what is child abuse? When, when I was a kid in the, in the 60s and my mom was a teacher and a you know classmate of mine came to grade school and had bruises on and finger marks on the arms. That was a very cut and dried situation. Mm-hmm. But now we've become such a society of any way that you parent is fine. And so if I live next door to the Turpins 
And okay, maybe their kids are, you know, they homeschool them and they don't really go outside and play and mm -hmm. they're kind of thin, you know, what, what am I going to do? What, what am I going to call and report to the police? Because now, you know, heck, I send my little boy to school with lipstick on in the third grade with a little dress on. Is, that would have been child abuse in 1965. Now it's celebrated. And now we spend time <laughs> in our schools right. teaching the kids that pretty much anything goes. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and again, this is a huge, huge issue. Um, hmm. But we've got to look at society. And when you sit down and you look at all the statistics, again, the Turpins, extreme case, extreme. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think there's a lot of families like this in the country. Oh, I hope but there is, there is a lot of child abuse. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the child abuse statistics, mm -hmm. whether it's physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, mental and emotional abuse. Right. We've got to look smack dab at society and the mm -hmm. way that we're viewing our children and the way that we view people, the way that we view each other to get a handle on this uh, situation or we're never going to fix it. Yeah. All you know, right. and I definitely want to come back. It, we're definitely going to discuss on this production uh, the difference that you just lay out there, Sergeant Betsy, about what constitutes child abuse. It's okay. definitely something I want to talk about on this program today. It was one of the pieces I wanted to pull out of this conversation, but let's get back to that. But I want to shelve that right over here. And uh, Dr. Faye, let's get you involved in this uh, conversation we're having. And again, we start with this specific case in California here, uh, certainly an extreme case. And Sergeant Betsy says, well, certainly there can't be too many more of these. By golly, I hope there's no more of these. I hope this was such an isolated incident. It's not happening anywhere. But we really have no way of knowing. And, and as she said, I mean, how involved do you get with the neighbors of his? I mean, what do you report to the police that, you know, the kids look a little thin? They don't go out and play? I mean, suspicious behavior. I mean, where does all that go before you become, you know, sort of a culprit and you're, you know what I'm saying? How, how do you balance that? You know, Malcolm, I've thought about this case and the number of other cases that I've had to deal with over the years. Uh, and I tell you, one of the things that we have to look at is the way it's the, the system is set up for homeschooling. Because now we're putting children in a position where there's basically only parental supervision. In public school, the counselor is there. I was there. I could see. True. I could see evidence. I could tell whether a child's mood was shifting, mm -hmm. if I needed to pay closer attention uh, to that child. And I had a relationship as a mandated reporter to the system. So if I suspected anything, I could pick up the phone. I didn't have to know for sure. Mm -hmm. But if I suspected child abuse, I could reach out to, uh, you know, the, the appropriate legal officials. As we encourage homeschooling more and more, I think some legislation needs to be in place for to protect our children. These, pe these children were being homeschooled, so they were not being exposed every day. To other people. All right, so they interesting. So what you're saying now, let, let's let's bring that forward. I, I think what you're saying clearly is, 
with homeschooling becoming so popular today, because we've actually talked about this on Life, Liberty, and, and, and at different moments of time about the popularity of homeschooling. And in fact, as I recall, this was a big topic on season one, and many of the uh, hosts there thought that uh, this was going to become the way to, that eventually the education system was going to change completely, Dr. Fay, and sure. homeschooling would become really the go-to um, way to do this in the future because our education system has become such, well, a lot of people don't like it. It's be, the violence, and it's become so disjointed, sure. and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't like the bureaucracy. So, And the way the, the schools are teaching, Dr. Fay, one of the biggest problems is the education education system, it's what they don't teach versus what they do teach. This is a big problem to parents everywhere. Having said that, I mean, homeschooling has become a a really resourceful opportunity for some families to, um, you know, have control over their child's uh, education and so on and so forth. But you bring up an interesting case. Now, let me ask you, does anybody know, because I don't know, are there, you're saying there should be new legislation which says, in other words, rules in play, Dr. Fay, you're saying, yes. when you're homeschooling. Are there any rules in play now, do you know? I mean, do these exist no. at all? It's a state-to-state situation. It's, it it is see. a state-to-state situation. And I know in the state of Arkansas, mm-hmm. uh, with homeschooling, the parent can uh, is reported. Right now, it's, it's on the computer. Everything is interactive. Uh, yeah, it's technology-based. Okay. And so when it's come times for specific programming or, or testing, the parent will take the child to another school, a, a setting, not necessarily a school. It could be a church, a public place where the child is tested with other students. That's basically the only time the child has interaction with the public. Interesting. So from state to state, even though there may be uh, some federal guidelines, and I'm not aware of what those may be at this point. But the fact is, when we have a case this extreme, I am aware enough of what goes on in the trenches. How many more are there? That's my question. How many well, more are we missing when we have children that become so quiet because they have been they have been warned not to speak out? They have been threatened that you better not tell. Mm -hmm. And because the parent is the authority in their life, the parent is the officer in charge. Mm -hmm. And so they feel that threat and that threat is very, very real. And the bond, the bond that the child has with the parent is, is extreme because I've seen children come into the hospital when I was working at children's hospital doing uh, my initial internship. And I saw children being brought in that were battered and abused. And the first person they asked for was the parent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've seen the same thing in, in the police department when I worked in juvenile um, and we would go into homes and uh, just horrible conditions. And uh, where I worked, there was a lot of people that left their children home alone all day and they would lock them in a room. So there might be a six-month-old and a two-year-old and a four-year-old locked in a room and there's some, um, I mean, literally food thrown in there and the room was dark and, um, dirty and so forth. And when you, when you go to court that the judges give the kids back to the parents and Mm -hmm. the kids want to go back to the parents and it just, Mm -hmm. it just breaks your heart. But I I do want to say, uh, Dr. Faye and Sergeant Betsy, the, um, with regards to California state law for the homeschooling, 
they don't they do not monitor it so i like what you said dr fay about was it arkansas um that right that they do some at least they do something but in california they really do nothing so if they would change the law or anybody with that does homeschooling in the states where that school which is a homeschool would be inspected at least mm-hmm. once a year somebody has to go out meet the right. kids see see the program see the mm-hmm. house um that would prevent some of this from happening but in california there is there is no law like that so these people knew that and they were able to get away with it and malcolm to your point about people seeing things people did see things in this case um we have relatives we have neighbors that saw these children marching at 3 a.m for Mm -hmm. hours in a single file line upstairs Mm -hmm. and nobody says anything the kids all had to come out and mow the lawn together Mm -hmm. so as a group of 13 they had to come out and mow the lawn and the neighbors said that they were very skinny and the neighbors said that when they tried to say hello the kids would not respond i mean these are not normal situations so there were signs and and my point is just somebody needs to say something and yes it's hard to say something because we can get into that thing where somebody's reporting you know a swat on the fanny or something in the grocery store which which is what we're all afraid of. That's right. We're afraid of going overboard the other way. Mm-hmm. But if we don't start somewhere and say something about these, then these these children just they have no hope because they they are prisoners and the parent is the absolute. And when the child does something, would say something themselves, they are going to be punished even mm-hmm. more. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's it's a very tough situation. So your point yeah. about saying something, I I, I, I want to get Sergeant Betsy to reply to that because you mentioned a moment ago, uh, Betsy, that, you know, hey, listen, uh, you know, there wasn't enough there maybe to constitute somebody to say something. Linda circles back around that again and says, well, there was in this case. Talk to me on this particular case. Do you think that this uh, really doesn't pass the muster test, uh, Sergeant Betsy? Should should something have been said from one of these people? Well, let me say that um, for many, many years, this is all I did was uh, investigate cases involving kids. And, and as patrol officer, patrol sergeant, all that, there's not a week that went by where I didn't get into some kind of child abuse or sexual abuse situation. Mm-hmm. Um Here's the thing, and we've got to look at this. We've got to look at the rights that we have in our country. You know, nobody wants the police kicking in their door and things like that. So if I get a call, um, children are being marched around in their upstairs bedroom at 3 in the morning, and they don't talk, and they seem skinny, and this and that. I'm going to go to the door, knock on the door, try and engage the parents, see if I can, you know, kind of weasel my way inside. But if the parents say, you know, everything's fine, the kids are fine, What's illegal about marching my children around at, uh, upstairs at three in the morning? There's nothing illegal about that. Now, do, do you have the right? Do you do you have the right at that point to get uh, like the child services involved? Is that a, is that a decision the officer makes? It's yeah. There's something, and and um, uh, Dr. Faye said that you know there's many many people, teachers, medical, law enforcement, firefighters. We're all what we call mandated reporters, mm-hmm. where you know I can pick up the phone anytime as a police officer and contact the child protective services in my area. It's usually a state-run situation, but the thing is, and the child protective services, frankly, has a, a little more leeway than I do about where they can step in 
and get into a door. So yeah, I would get Child Protective Services involved because I just can't push my way into that house mm-hmm. because of what appears to be unusual exactly. Exactly. parenting. But yeah. understand that Child Protective Services are overworked, understaffed, mm-hmm. underpaid, mm. very often undereducated. We that's a whole nother situation. Okay. Okay. Totally agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. Who, yeah. who, who you wouldn't believe who we're hiring to be child protective service workers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is a again. Okay. There's a flip side to this to be discussed uh, in regards to how far, how much is too much and how far how much leeway do we give uh, the neighbor and the officer who comes to your home and knocks on your door. Uh, and what constitutes really child abuse? I mean, to me, there are bigger questions. I know a case that happened not too long ago here recently with somebody that was totally blown out of context. And there's a lot of these that are totally blown out of context. Um, it really is. This fine line is is very interesting. But I think it's an age-old problem when it comes to abuse. Because, listen, what child abuse was in the 60s versus what it was in the 80s versus what it is today uh, in, you know, in, in 2018 is totally, totally different. I mean, totally, totally different. If my father was alive today and disciplined the children today as he did back when I was a little boy, uh, he probably would be put up on charges. Hmm, interesting. I'll leave you with that thought. We'll be back in just a moment. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. We are back. We're talking about a really big conversation today, child abuse, but both sides of this conversation. Obviously, we bring up the extreme case in the news uh, just recently with that couple in California. And I typically don't use their last name or photographs. I don't do that with uh, with manipulators and criminal people any more than I do the terrorists. I do that intentionally because I don't like to give any limelight to evil people. Uh, so there's a reason why I don't even say their name or why I personally don't get into that. So same reason why I don't show faces of terrorists and others because I just think it's all bad news. So I think we talk about this case in general. 
And, you know, who, who they are, well, obviously, these parents are deranged and they can't be well balanced. When you're doing this kind of thing and you're shackling your kids to a bed, you, you've got more than a few screws loose, friends. I mean, you, you know, and these people will probably never see the light of day, rightfully so. They should be locked up in prison. They should never, they have no rights to society at all when you do this to any human being. I mean, come on, you wouldn't even do this to your animals, I hope, in the way that they treated the kids. I, I certainly hope not. Anyways. Life, liberty, the pursuit of pleasure here. And uh, listen, Sergeant Betsy Smith is here. Dr. Faye Wilson, Linda Martinelli, having a great conversation here about a topic that is a tough topic. There are multiple sides to this child abuse thing. We bring up the homeschooling aspect of this. As Dr. Faye says, I guess in this case, Linda, you were saying they were homeschooled. So the parents had control of things, so the school never got involved. Now remember, there's a little boy in school, ladies, and as you said, Dr. Faye, I totally remember those moments of the counselor. The counselor was, you know, that was, that was the person, when you're a little boy or a little girl, the counselor is the person like that's playing God in your life, Dr. Faye, you know? <laughs> I mean, right. it's the counselor, you know, this is like the big counselor in school, you know what I mean? And that kind of is, uh, we all get used to that system of, you know, the fact that there were people that were checking you. There was, a, I guess it's a, it's a, uh, checks and balances. That's what we're talking about here. Checks and balances. There've got to be things to trust and then verify that the system is working, that people are doing what they need to do, because let's face it, not everybody is well balanced. Clearly there are people that do some strange things. Uh, in this case, this was an extreme case, but you know, again, what constitutes child abuse and where these cases are now, uh, I'll give you a point here. You know, Sergeant Bessie, to your point of how much is too much, just because you see the kids marching in line up and down the stairs, as Linda says, well, that's ridiculous at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, to some people that's ridiculous, but to some people putting butter on your toast would also be ridiculous, you know? <laughs> I mean, there are lots of modes of ridiculous, and then other people think it's normal business. So what's ridiculous to one is not normally and necessarily ridiculous to another. Even though, you know, it reminds me when you said they're all out mowing the grass too. You know what visual comes to my mind, ladies? The sound of music. Remember all those kids at The Sound of Music? Now, that guy could have been a child abuse, the father almost, because he was a strict SOB, it looked like, you know? And, and certainly my dad would have been brought up on child abuse, I am sure, of that. If it was today, he was raising his children of seven. I mean, more than likely, uh, because you can't do that stuff today. Uh, a, a perfect example, somebody I know just recently uh, who never abuses their children. I just know this for facts. I know this because I know these people. And they were going to school in the morning, and they were out in the driveway, and they, the children get in the car, and the, the person that was putting them in the car, the mom, um, said something to the person, the little child who wasn't behaving properly, something about telling him to get in that car now or else. Well, a neighbor must have heard this. It's very early in the morning now. I don't know what time it was, but it's, it's early. It's going to school, 6, 7 o'clock time, whatever. And that, and this parent never does, never even touches these kids. I mean, that's the point. And do you know that neighbor called the state and the state got involved and the authorities came and it was a big how to do and the, the people were so frustrated, the parents. You know, the 70% of the children who are killed by their parents are under two years old. A lot of those cases are parents who um, can't deal with having a small child running around and or can't deal with a baby crying and that type of thing. And, and we just had one in Texas where, you know, a two-month-old, every bone in her body was broken. I mean, those are the type of cases that, that are not, they're not on the ledge, right? They're, they're, they're not on the line. You know when it's child abuse. 
So there's neglect and malnutrition and not feeding your child and emotional neglect and locking them in the closet and tying them up and mm-hmm. all these different things are, are extreme cases of child abuse. Um, those are the ones that, that I would like to see people report. The things that are just, you know, somebody spanking their kid in the store or so forth, you know, th- those I'm, I'm not... Yeah, but those are, those are, hold on, Linda, those are reported all the time as child abuse. Oh, I, I, mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and, but that's not my focus, but I have been in a couple situations mm-hmm. myself where somebody is doing that to a child in the right. store and I say something to them. You do. And I also have wow. been on the beach where somebody had a brand new baby mm-hmm. in the hot sun in a diaper and that child was going to be absolutely a lobster by the time it got home. And I say something and actually that parent appreciated it. Um, because they knew nothing about raising a small baby. So there, there's all kinds of ways that people abuse children, but the big ways are not wobblers. You you know okay. when it's happening. I mean, you know when it needs to be reported. Okay. All right, Dr. Faye, pick up on that. And let's, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about what constitutes child abuse and what doesn't, please. The Federal Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act, which is called CAPTA, states that any recent act or failure to act on the part of a parent or caretaker, which results in death, serious physical or emotional harm, sexual abuse or exploitation, or an act of failure to act, which presents an imminent risk of serious harm. As Linda approached a parent on the beach regarding the child and the son, it was her approach perhaps that caused that mom to say, oh, thank you. You've helped me because I didn't know. Sometimes the way we do it, you're saying the way we do it, the way we handle situations, even even parents that are that tend to be argumentative or irate. To me, that's a red flag. If you're being extremely defensive, then I really get curious. I. I you, you and I, well, let me say something to you. You and I would not want to meet on a beach then with my young children because you would, uh, we would not want to meet there, uh, my love. Even though I adore you, this would not be a place for us because I would tell you what to do with your advice and information as well as I would tell Linda what to do. So you would not want to meet me on the beach. And whether you assume that would be a form of child abuse would be your problem. Uh, but not mine. But uh, I don't enjoy and I do not want somebody telling me. And of course, I wouldn't be the absent minded one keeping my kid out in the hot baked sun, as Linda just described. But I still wouldn't want your advice on how to raise my children. So I would tell you, no, thank you very much. Go along your way. Thank you. You would have hit the wrong. Well, person. I don't think I don't think Linda was telling her how to raise the child. And I'm not sure what words that she used. But, you know, sounds to me that she did it in a very. Uh, she might have. Voice. I would have still been offended. I still would have really? said to her, as "Oh, a young absolutely, mom, absolutely." As a young I would. Mom? Yeah. Well, I'm not a young mom. As a young dad, I can speak to a young dad. I'm not transgender, so I am a young dad. And if I'm on there, yeah. Women can say things to other women. Okay, yeah. maybe. That, maybe that you know All that right. aren't going to work. Maybe talking to a guy. I and and Faye and Linda, I bet you've had this exact situation where you're mm-hmm. in the store and you just see. A yeah. melting down two-year-old with a yeah. melting down mom who yeah. might grab him too hard or just scream at him mm-hmm. or whatever. And I've seen that so many times off-duty, and I've walked That's up to it. them and said, "Boy, they sure can, you know, try yeah. your yeah. nerves, can't yeah. they?" And things like that. And you'll, 
uh, very often you'll see a mom who's probably a really good mom who just is about ready to snap. Well, that's I- it. Sacha Betsy, hold on. That's exactly it. And you know why? We don't always know the circumstances around that's what's. In fact, we seldom ever know. You know, little little Peter has been a real pain in the ass all day long, this little seven-year-old who's driving me crazy. And little Peter asks for something in the store, and he steps out of line, and then I say, Peter, stop it, or I'm going to give you a spanking. And then the lady in one aisle over comes over and says to me, you hit that kid, and I'm going, and I say, lady, get out of here. Go do your shopping and go finish your business, will you? <laughs> uh, Malcolm, I have to tell you, my son, uh, one of my boys, when I was raising him, he was the most rambunctious of them all. Right. And when when he would do something really awful, um, I would swat him, and he would say to me, "I'm gonna call, I'm gonna report exactly. him for child abuse." Exactly. Exactly. Right. Oh and, man. And and I said, "You go for it. Here's the phone." <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I love it. Linda, I've done the same thing with mine. I know exactly. And you know, Linda, for the record, by the way, I think you, I always, listen, you are a great mom. You just know in talking to you, every show, every conversation, you are like a great mom. Like if I was going to pick a mom, I certainly wouldn't hesitate to pick Linda Martinelli to be your mom because you just are a great mom. You just know that. You just know and listen to you. And so having said that, that's all good. And, and I get that balance, but I would have done the same thing with mine, and mine did the same thing. Because here's what's happening. They're empowered with all this information, the new generation. Uh, they're so connected technologically. They know what 911 is. They know how to do this. They know how to do that. They know if they don't get their own way. That's the problem, the flip side of this conversation, ladies. Because then the kids, i got to tell you, they can be a real handful. And, Linda, the problem is some of these kids will make up stories. Go ahead and do that. And then you still have to fight the authorities because I got to tell you, when you get involved in that state system, I've seen people, the state gets a lot of power, a lot Mm -hmm. of power, and then they're Mm -hmm. out of control. And I've seen that far too much in my life. I mean, speak to Mm -hmm. that, but don't you, do I have a point or? You have a point, but we, we cannot, I can't worry about that. I'm worried Mm -hmm. about the kids that are seriously being abused. So the right. the system will figure out the rest of it. And yes, it's a pain in the neck. And that's not to say we don't need to fix the system. Obviously, we do. And to Sergeant Betsy's point, right. we need to fix the whole social services system. That's a whole other show, a whole other conversation. Uh, fix the but what now? Say that again. Fix the, the what, Linda? The social services system. Oh, God, the, honey. The child We're, protective services A show? System. You say another show? My God, yeah. we, we'd need a whole season on that topic, we, young lady. We would. It was, uh, come on. I mean, we these would. People, yeah, these people don't want to be fixed. The social but services we, system is a mess. It's a mess. When, when you have, when you have um, women who have mm-hmm. boyfriends who mm-hmm. are... Uh, beating a two-month-old child, mm-hmm. those are the things that somebody's got to say something about. And oh, I don't, totally. even, yeah, I don't totally. even know the answer, Malcolm, because probably nobody knows but that mom, but she surely should be saying something. All right. And we, we as women cannot not protect our children Absolutely. against these people in our lives. So so the mother is choosing the boyfriend over Oh, that happens a lot. Child. That happens I, a lot. Yeah, that, that happens has, a lot. That's that. Those are the things that need to stop okay let's do this let's mm-hmm. do this I, I your point i totally get Linda, and you're 100 right those are crazy cases i know i can hear dr Faye. you have a lot to say i know that when uh, on the other side you'll you'll get that time to do that but here's what i want to ask you all before we take a moment here let me ask you this straight out just just real quickly summarize 
Dr. Faye, was you did, did was you abused as a child? Not physically, emotionally, okay, verbally. All right, all right let's mm-hmm. keep it there. That's and that's a great point. We will also talk about uh, verbal abuse and emotional abuse. That's another point to this conversation. Let's do that as well. Just ahead, Linda, was you abused as a child? Not, not at all. Okay, all right. Sergeant no. Betsy, was you abused as a child? Absolutely not. Okay, all right. So I don't constitute me being abused either as a child. I think, but Sergeant Betsy, again. If you look at this case, my father was a disciplinarian. He had what we call the nine-tail strap. Now, he had a nine-tail strap. Now, we didn't get that a lot. This wasn't a frequent occurrence. We weren't shackled to the beds. We weren't. There were, I can't say to you, oh, I had this horrible bed. I'm not going to sit here and cry to you this afternoon, you know. It's like, oh, man. You know, that didn't really happen. But my father had a strap. And it was, we called it a nine-tail strap, and there, meaning there were nine, and it hurt like hell, because I had it on my backside more than once, and it was leather. And if you crossed the line, you would get that nine-tail strap. Now, you weren't, you weren't hit to oblivion, where you were, like, bleeding and had to be rushed into with the paramedics, you understand? But he would use that strap on the backside. Now, today... If you pulled out a nine-tail strap <laughs> with your kids and you and you hit your kids any degree, you that's child abuse. Would that not be child abuse today? Well, it depends. A parent has a legal right to utilize corporal punishment, and and this is something that, of course, kids go to school and they're told your parents can't touch you. That's well, it. That's it. That's what they're doing. No. I'm telling you. And not to get all up in your business, Malcolm, but other than you, uh, how many, how did the other siblings turn out? You know, is anybody in prison? No, there's no, that's a great question. No, there's no, nothing. There's no, nobody's, uh, no, nothing. There's no crime, no criminal, no charge. There's nobody. They were all, they're all good kids. They're all, um, they're all, the, all seven, all very doing their thing in life or what have you. Of course, uh, Sergeant Betsy, I'm the most attractive one and I'm the most successful <laughs> one. But uh, let's pause right there. We'll be right back. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, so back to being the most... uh, the most beautiful looking child and the most uh, successful one, huh? Boy, I'll tell you what. You know, it's one of those compliments, friends, when uh, you you figure if you're not going to get compliments from people, you might as well pay them to yourself, right? Well, this is Malcolm Out Loud here. (laughs) Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure here. Hey, we have Dr. Faye Wilson here today. Sergeant Betsy Smith is with us and Linda Martinelli. We're talking about this, uh, really all of the pieces and ramifications of child abuse. There's a lot to this. This is a big story. Linda says, our uh, co-host Linda says, well, we really need to do a show on social services. And I, I reminded her we'd have to do a whole season to try to solve that problem. Uh, but because the system, you know, you know me enough at this point, everybody. I rail against the system. I don't like the system. I don't like big government. I don't like big tech. I don't like big business. I don't like big bullies. I don't like the boogeyman. I don't like any of that stuff. You understand you got the wrong cat. And I don't like the socialite coming up to me on the beach either to tell me what to do with my child. (laughs) 
I mean, so I'm one of those people that, you know, you, you, now, but then again, it's not that I feel like I'm self-righteous or I'm above all that, but I am a respectable, you know, like a lot of you out there, you're respectable. You know you're doing the right thing. You know it's your child. You know it's your situation, and you don't want to be told. There is the fine line when the system gets involved or the neighbor gets involved or somebody else gets involved. Now, listen, growing up as a kid, Again, I was just telling you all, my father used a nine-tailed strap. I mean, this was what happened. Dr. Fay, uh, is that, a, in your mind, is that a form of abuse? Is that child abuse if you were hit with a leather strap on your butt? Yes. Now, he didn't hit your face with it, but he hit, was that child abuse? Yes. Yeah. In this, in the child, fair, child welfare, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the law, mm-hmm. in the federal law, right. childwelfare.gov states that is physical abuse if there is any punching, beating, kicking, biting, shaking, throwing, stabbing, choking, or hitting with a hand, stick, strap, or other object by the parent or caregiver. That's physical abuse, Malcolm. Yeah, now I hear what you're saying. Now, now this is important to this conversation, ladies. Sergeant Betsy, maybe I sound like a lunatic to you. I don't know. You and I would have gotten along very well if you came into my home as an officer. That I'm pretty certain because I like people like you who speak the truth, who are very logical, and you would have given me a chance to explain something had I been in that case. I've not been in that case, so I can't really speak about that. But I I feel that about that because I'm reasonable. I just don't want to be taken advantage of. I know a lot of people like that, Sergeant Betsy. You hear what Dr. Faye says. You said it wasn't child abuse. I think she's right. I think you're wrong. I think it is child abuse with a nine-tail strap. Go ahead. Well, again, you've got to look at what is parental discipline and, and yeah, and Dr. Faye is absolutely correct. The law okay. says, and and w- if I walked in right. now to a home where you've got that nine-tail strap and right. that kid right. has been whacked in the butt right. numerous times with it, you're going to jail because I don't have a choice. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Thank I you for clearing that up. <laughs> Thank you, you know, so much. I, and that's the thing, whether I agree with it or not. Exactly, exactly. No, thank you for clearing that up for me. And that you said it really, really well. So that is a form. So when I said to the statement, ladies, that as a young boy, I mean, that's how my father would have disciplined us, you know, and if it was bad. Now, that wasn't an everyday occurrence. That wasn't an every week occurrence. Do you understand what I mean, Dr. Faye? I understand where there are marks left. I mean, the the law, that same law says that yes. there's been this parental discipline. There would have been marks there. And the, there the, is no apparent injury, then it's not abuse. Well, there would have been, all right, so then it wouldn't yeah. have been abuse because there were marks, but there were no uh, injury and there was no blood or scab or anything else. Does that make sense? <laughs> no? It makes sense, but that's still injury. Oh, it would I have been abuse. It. You mean if it, it, it you mean if it just like if you if you if you got hit with a belt and you had some marks on you but they went away a few hours later, that would still be abuse? It's I walked in there and the abuse the marks are still there. To I me see. that's abuse. I see. I see. And you you went to... always have to err on the child on the side right, of the child. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to because the child is the that's the minor. That's yeah. the person who's crying out for help, yeah. and the parent is supposed to make sure that child is not hurt or harmed. Yeah. If you have to discipline, you should not be use such power and such force that you're okay. going to brand the child. I guess. Leave bruises. All right, all right. All right. Well, Linda, you know, into this conversation we're having now, you know, it's funny. It was a different era. 
because back when um, I, you know, back when I was a little, little boy, which is right around when the pilgrims landed, Linda Martinelli. Um, so right around that time, I'll give my age away now, and I'm, you know, not really, but, huh? And uh, so when that was the case, I got to tell you, it was very normal, Linda. There was nothing unnormal about the upbringing. There was nothing that, I mean... I don't constitute a look at my father, and he's gone now. He's not here with us any. But I, he was. I never looked at him as being an abuser, and I never got that sense. Did I like the nine tail strap? No, of course not. No child or no person would like that. I mean, we didn't get that a lot. I, I maybe a handful of times in my lifetime. So it had to be something that I was a really little brat, Linda. You know, like a little brat, and I whatever. Yeah, I remember the time my my. But my father had a case too sometimes, Linda. With being um, going to the extreme case, I you know I didn't have the best relationship with dad, and that that's a factor in a lot of this stuff. Betsy and Linda and Doctor Faye, if you don't have a good relationship with mom or dad or one of your parents, that can be a reflection. My my mom used to, you know, do the when your father gets home. So before oh, my dad I got home, oh I hate that, Linda. I hate I'd, that. Oh my! I put God. a book in my pants, and um, <laughs> my, my dad would smack it. the book, but then he got wise to that. But um, I, I don't I don't see that as child abuse. See, you I mean, had I the same thing as I then. Then you, your dad had a leather belt as well, and yeah. occasionally you you didn't get that a lot. I deserved it, Malcolm. I mean, I I was rambunctious. I des- every time I got you. smacked, I deserved it. Oh, you! I mean, uh, I was rambunctious too. I mean, can you imagine Mister Outloud running around at six, seven years old? I mean, I was a little hellion, <laughs> no. Linda. I'm sure you were. You know, I was but, you know bouncing off the walls and jumping out the trees and whatever. But but the types of things that I'm I'm wanting yeah. people to say something about are are just the really serious cases and right. and I know that in so many cases somebody knows something and they don't say anything All and right. the same thing with this case in Paris people knew something was amiss and nobody okay. said anything. All right, listen, so, I appreciate you saying what you just said. I feel much better because now because <laughs> I had given you the Mom of the Year award and then I took it back. Now I'm going to give oh. it to you again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> However, you, you would be spanked in my household. I like it because that's it. And, you know, now that I'm an adult and a, and a grown man, I like a good spanking now and then, Linda Martinelli. But, okay, Dr. Faye. So, <laughs> so talk to me about this emotional abuse a moment here because you're bringing up a very valid point, and I, and I want everybody to be able to chime in on this. So we have the physical abuse. Then we also have what's called mental abuse. I mean, this right. can be a real problem. And you said you had that as a child yourself. Can you summarize that then and tell us what constitutes emotional or mental abuse? Well, it's berating the child or threatening the child in any way. And, um, you know, even uh, making the child um, feel as if they they don't have any self-worth. I think it's the parent's responsibility, and I strongly believe this. It is the ch- parent's responsibility to nurture, to provide uh, emotional and psychological support to that child and not to curse. I I heard a lot of words that just bruised my soul. And many times I didn't even know what those words really meant. I just knew that they were not good words and they did not make me feel good. And I I would go many times, I love to read and I would take my books and I would go hide in the closet Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to hear the verbal noise. I didn't like arguments. My parents argued a lot, and I didn't want to hear that. 
And I'm very outspoken about it. My siblings don't like it, but I still speak about it because I feel as though it helps other people to be be free. You know, if we don't own our own stuff, then we never get free. Well, it's like, it's like me, Dr. Faye. I don't enjoy talking about that nine-tail strap or the leather belt that Linda was just talking right. about either. It's not something of encouragement we like to talk about as adults. But I will say this. The way you just described that with what you just described, and, and Sergeant Betsy, maybe you could talk to that point because what Dr. Faye is putting out there is clearly another form of torture and abuse as a child. But I have to tell you, if I look at my upbringing— and the very occasional time my father would have used that because he wasn't really an abuser. And like Linda said, he's really not an abuser. By today's standards and by what Dr. Faye read us with the code and the law, he would be an abuser today probably. And Linda said, well, if you were in my home, you would get the belt, you little brat. And so I hear her and I hear Dr. Faye, but quite frankly, sizing up what Dr. Faye just said in comparison to me, sounds to me like she was more abused than I was, Sergeant Betsy. Well, sure, but we cannot, the law, you don't want the state mandating what you can say inside your home, what you can say to your children. So so this becomes now an issue of, you know, because we're kind of almost in a do, do spank or not spank kind of discussion. Right, right. And, and we're talking about mm-hmm. child abuse and and, you know, what Dr. Faye went through, obviously extraordinary and extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, and, and yet look how, uh, you know, look how she steered the direction of her own life into oh, something yeah. incredibly oh, positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, we have got to look at child abuse, mm-hmm. you know, real physical abuse as a bigger issue and ask ourselves, why does our society now more mm-hmm. than ever before devalue children and there are are many answers to that i've got my top 10 but i think that's Mm -hmm. where when we're talking about this issue and we we need to do another show on this well it's societal driven i think you you pick up a really valid point uh, sergeant betsy because i think a lot of this stuff again my love i'm going to tell you right now i'm going to tell you it's what we put in the cornflakes and what i mean by that is all the garbage we feed our kids with the video games, the television shows, the acceptability of entertainment. The form of entertainment today, Sergeant Betsy Smith has changed dramatically. Okay? When I was a kid, you better believe I'll say it this way. Yes, we watched the Leave it to Beaver and the Lost in Space and the Gilligan's Island. This was our form of entertainment in between Sesame Street. Do you understand? Today? Huh. You know? Well, and what did Dr. Faye say she did to get away? She read books. Right, right. She read books. She hid away and read books. Books were her friend. That was me as well. We, yeah. you know, we didn't right. have anything to do on the so we read books. Yeah. I, I want to say this also. There were times that I wish I had the strap because the strap to me was would be over with. Mm-hmm. But the emotional impact can wow. last well, that's for years what I said. and years. Yeah, you were more beyond. abused than I was. But I don't, wow. I don't condone the strap. But okay. at times in my child mind, right, right. my child mind, sure. I thought that that would be better because it would be over and done no, rather I've... than the yelling, the screaming. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. a, that's you don't, a, that's you don't a, get over that. You don't right. get over the emotional abuse because somebody has made you feel less than in life. That's right. And you carry that for your life with you and and then you're you're constantly trying to be something because of what somebody told you that you're not you know it's it's a terrible cycle 
Linda, that but I'm so not. I'm not important. carrying that the rest of my life. No. I, you, well. you do grow to the place that you realize you're your own person. I am so empowered. Sure. That I I speak my own truth and to anybody. I don't care who you are, where you come from. It doesn't matter okay. what it did for me. And I don't. I'm going to say this, and then I'll I'll leave it. What it did for me is to put it pushed me to excel in every area, so that I would never go back and have to compromise who I am to be abused by anybody physically or emotionally. You are an example and a model of what we talk about all the time on this platform and this show and this network because, and I say that in all sincerity, because we talk often about the victor-victim mentality. We have choices in this world. You have choices you make. Dr. Mm-hmm. Faye made her choices. I make my choices. Linda Martinelli made her. Sergeant Betsy, we are, we're not only survivors, but we're winners. So mm-hmm. we're, we're victors. We're not victims. And so no. that's what I love about this platform and certainly all of the uh, women and the co-host on this extraordinary show. Think about it, ladies. I mean, they're all victors because we choose the high road in life and that high road is so obvious it runs right over here in your mind friends and sergeant betsy i know you love this stuff when we get talking about this because you've seen so many other things in life and this this show is so uh, inspirational and it's methodical in the way we think and the way we aspire but the way we can turn the conversation into talking about other things listen i want to take the last couple of moments left i want to help everybody out there and i want to take just a few minutes here real quick and let's talk about some tips and some ideas when we talk about abuse and we talk about these fine lines we've had a this been an awesome conversation Let's talk about what to look for, what the signs are. We're talking about physical abuse, emotional abuse. What are some of the tips we want to give people out there in the neighborhood to what to look for, what not to look for? Dr. Faye, I want to start with you on that, uh, with the heavy lifting on that. What do we look for? What's the tips you want to give to people? I I would like for people to look for uh, not so much in the child, but the parent's behavior. And the way that they handle the child, the way they speak to the child, and then the child's response to the parent. And if the child is too quiet, I, I see it and I report it quite a bit. And it's, and it's true. It's always true. But to look for children who have, who have basically shut down and are too quiet. Children are not by nature quiet. They're very playful. They want to engage. They want to engage with other children and they're responsive. And when you see a child who's not being responsive and is not playful to me, for me, that's a red flag. Okay, I like that tip about looking at the parents. That that's a really, really good angle. That is that is worthy uh, of that uh, mention in that. Sergeant Betsy, what do you say? Well, obviously, there's um, you know signs such as bruising, a child who will absolutely not make eye contact, who cringes or turns away um, when an adult approaches. Um, a child who is overtly sexual but is far too young for something like that um, is always a big sign. And Dr. Fay is correct. You want to try and engage the parent if you can and take a look at the parent. But if you have a child who maybe comes to your house or you volunteer mm-hmm. your kid's school and you see children with some of these issues, try and engage that child in a way okay. that is safe for that child. But give them an opportunity to speak 
and see what you can learn. Yeah, so well said. And so, Linda Martinelli, I wanted this was your uh, idea to bring this topic to life today. And since I've nominated you as Mother of the Year, I want to give you the last <laughs> word on this topic, please. Okay. Well, I think that they've covered a lot of the, the things to look for. So I, I just want to really encourage people in families that have situations, for example, um, a mother who has a boyfriend who's abusing their child or that type of thing. I, these are the things that I want to get out is, is not for women to allow these things to happen to their children. We need to be protecting our children and it goes for men as well. It goes for anybody who is in, in control of a small child that, that we need to be there to nurture them and to care for them. Just if people see something that Mm -hmm. a child is depressed, not eating, too thin, has bruises, those are the things that people need to say something. And we have the people that have a duty to report, the teachers and the doctors and so forth. And that's wonderful. And that's where we're going to get a lot of help. In in the homeschooling, I think that we need to see some changes made. We need to be inspecting those homeschools and getting more information about what's going on in those homes and any little step that we can take. And just obviously the, the situation where somebody abuses a child is that the adult has a problem. I right, mean, it's, right. it's not the child has a problem. It's the adult has a problem. Friends, share the show. Let people know about this program. It is just incredible. And we're honored to have you with us as always. And thank you for being here and being part of this experience of life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's a movement. It's a movement to empower women and to empower all of you out there every single day. Dr. Faye Wilson, Sergeant Betsy Smith, Linda Martinelli, this is Malcolm Out Loud to be continued, friends.